everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I love this episode and its cheeky uh, you know, interpretation of what, our, this, what Springfield should do about The Simpsons. I like this episode back when it was called Trash of the Titans. I like this episode more when it was called The Simpsons Movie. I like this episode more when it was <laughs> called... I keep going. This is... Oh boy. Uh, derivative. Empty for the 500th episode. This is the best. Okay. Uh, hi, we are brought to by sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content for $5 a month. Gain access to much, much, much more. Best deal in podcasting. I'll say it once. Say it again. Um, help support the show. We really appreciate you. Helps us get it through the days like today where we have to talk about at long last leave, which The Simpsons would let long last leave you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was a PABF07, originally aired February 19th, 2012, written by Michael Price, directed by Matthew Nastuk, received a 3.1 rating with 5.8 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, Bart's earned a day off. It's written by Millhouse with Bart standing nearby. It's fine. It's, it's okay. It's, it's interesting for a 500th episode. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, I can't. Matt, Matt, I just have no goodwill. Not anymore. I just have no goodwill. Like, I can't. I, it's so hard for me to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, the couch gag is a montage of previous couch gags. So we have, you know, dozens and dozens of screen, you know, one uh, like frame by frame montages, basically, of couch gags from many, 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 many past episodes, ending with Homer strangling Bart. Um, both are wearing tuxedos. So that's the 500th episode couch gag. Um, the episode guest stars. Here we go, Matt. Um, Julian Assange as himself, WikiLeaks, which very conflicted feelings about Julian Assange that are best. This is not the place to discuss it, but, uh, I don't know why he's here. (laughs) That's ultimately what I come to is why is he on the substance? Because someone was like, you know, we should get somebody cool and out there. Oh, let's get Julian Assange. Julian Assange was like "A, a chance to be on the Simpsons. Sure. Whatever. I'm about to go to prison for the rest of my life. Might as well. Um, but well, we're you know what we're going to touch on it when we get to his his part of the the, of the episode. Matt, okay, so I do have one thing I want to say about it, but we're going to save it for that. Um, this also guest star previous like also guest stars in very small parts. Kelsey Grammer is Sideshow Bob. Jackie Mason is Rabbi Kostrovsky. They both appear in a crowd scene. They say one line and then they're never seen again. And then we have Allison Krauss and Union Station performing the Simpsons theme song. Which is, I guess, nice. Like, I have nothing against Allison Krauss. I don't know why. Like, it's episode 500, I guess. They're like, oh, it's bringing yeah. something. Okay. Um, before we get going, Matt, did you laugh at anything in this episode? Good God, no. Uh, you, you could say that a million times in a row. No, 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 no. This episode is not funny. Um, in any way, shape, or form, it is incredibly derivative. It is both the Simpsons movie and Trash of the Titans kind of rolled up into one for no, it doesn't like, I get mostly the ending of Trash of the Titans. Um, but it, it, but take every ounce of like, I don't know, any kind of compelling driving force in the episode. Like I, there's just nothing in these episodes to carry you on this. Like the, despite the fact this episode is about the Simpsons getting kicked out of Springfield and going to live in the wilderness or something. This episode's boring. There's n- what's the conflict, Matt? There's no conflict because it's just a whole bunch of stuff that happens to quote a better Simpsons episode. <laughs> exactly. It's a, and that's what you're like. They were making a joke, Matt, but that's serious. This is literally like there's nothing at stake here. No one cares about anything. It's just things just are happening. Um, I will say that the pacing is good on this one, Matt. Like we have, it is, it is. There's no weird lulls. There's no giant action scenes. Really. It stuff happens at a normal pace, but that's not like, I'm trying to like, I'm really trying to like, I, tr- I, 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 as hard as it might be to believe, I do try and find the positives. I try and find something to latch onto. The pacing in this is good. Um, I like, despite the fact it makes no sense. I love the little, the Mad Max design of Maggie. I think it's cute as hell. Uh, but, <laughs> true, true. but I don't know what else I would say. So the episode begins. I want to say this episode begins at two minutes and seven seconds. That long intro 
two over there's before this episode starts it's over two minutes in so we don't like there's just less to do and they still there's still a lot of like nothing in this um kent brockman is on tv setting up a disaster preparedness drill we have multiple you know um fake outs and, and false starts where he's like, oh, there's something terrible happening. Oh, that's what I would say. They do this multiple times. Um, we have an argument b- between Homer and Lisa about dragons because it's the year of the dragon. And there there was some something to do with a, a, a total eclipse or something, Matt. I don't I don't I, like I again, I'm already lost. We are two. We are three minutes in this episode. I have no idea what's going on. Why are Lisa and Homer arguing about a dragon? Do you know? I wish I could tell you. Okay. I have no idea. All right. This is all, this is on television. Okay. Broadcast to the whole city, theoretically, telling them you need to get your storm cellar for the next three hours or so. Uh, we're running a preparedness drill. So the family does that. They go down in the cellar. We get jokes about Bart eating all the powdered meals and Homer eating talcum powder and then talcum powder going on Maggie's butt. We get jokes about Bart bouncing ball off the wall and hitting Homer in the head. That's what we're getting. This that's the level of humor in this episode. That's that's all we get. Um, as, as funny as something is going to be, I think so. But I'll say this, man: this doesn't take too long. We, like I said, the pacing is the only thing that the only saving grace of this thing. Um, this otherwise very dull episode because the family, the, and strangely enough, Lisa is the one that suggests they leave. Uh, they leave early uh, at, before the three hours supposedly is up, and they notice something strange. They notice that apparently everyone else in town is at City Hall having a town meeting. Welcome to this secret meeting made possible by the fake disaster drill, and a special thanks for the hard work of the Mystery and Secrecy Committee. We have names, you know. Quit complaining. You only meet once a month. Yes, but the meetings last eight hours. Shut up, shut up. This is the most fun I have. And now for the reason we are here. What's going on? Why is there a picture of us? This isn't good. Oh, honey, why must you always assume that a huge picture of us at a secret meeting we weren't told about is a bad thing? The results are in. This town has voted unanimously to get rid of Springfield's unending nightmare, The Simpsons. They're here! The monsters are here! No, it's me, Marge! I'm your friend! The monster queen is coming on to me! And that's the end of the first act. <laughs> it, I, okay, I don't... I don't know, Matt. You, we, yeah, I know you, you're, you, you start us off with a, another long clip, so I'll just say we end at Act one at five minutes and fifty five seconds. Yeah, well, I'll I'll start us off with a nice long clip, and then we'll figure out what the heck is going on here. Why would you want to banish us from Springfield? Yeah, we're like family to you. I'm talking to you, headphone bus driver guy. I'll have you know, I'm also a hair donor. Selma Hayek wore me to the Oscars. This is not about who wore whose hair where. We are here to banish the Simpsons. Although we are not pleased to be doing so. I am. Me too. I feel like a kid at Christmas. I believe you know my position. I know we're all happy. I'm just trying to spare their feelings. Those freaks have no feelings. Even baby never cry. She's a freak. <laughs> what baby does that? Why would an entire town go to all this fuss to get rid of one family? What have we done that's so terrible? I'm glad you asked. The simple fact is the city is going broke cleaning up after Homer's drunken shenanigans. Ah! We won! Hmm, that is not banishment hearing behavior. Bart's pranks, which dwindle in humor as they rise in destruction. Ah! And Lisa's environmental initiatives. Ah! If I may speak, mm-hmm. we're not monsters. We're just people. People who love each other and love this town. The only place we've ever called home. Thank you. Marge, you are a sweet woman, and you make us see your family in a more forgiving light. Thank you. Which is why you're the worst Simpson of all. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 just a second here. Now, no, we're not perfect, but uh, I believe it was Sammy Hagar who said... Silence! 
That was an inside me bone. Make way for Captain Cooler Head. Now, I like a good old-fashioned witch trial as much as the next person, but I do not think we should be so quick to judge our longtime neighbors. Not so fast, Flanders. We knew you'd be the voice of mercy, and we're prepared to answer your concerns. Any other objections? I withdraw my diddly. So, yes, that is the sum total of the reasons we are given to why the Simpsons are being kicked out. Just all the stuff that's happened before. And Marge is the worst one, obviously, because she, you know, is eloquent in asking for their patience. That's where we're at here. Matt. Mm-hmm. There's so much. I could I could talk for an hour about just what happened in that clip. It is so absurd. So, okay, let's talk about them. Sideshow Mel pulling a bone out of his body and throwing it at Homer. That's part of it. We can talk. Let's talk about them exiling the family. Okay. Yes, there is ample proof of the the Simpsons being Homer in particular. But obviously, they. I like how they. I do like Matt. I do like how they go. Well, Marge is the worst of all because she makes us care about them. That's that's a, she she uh, leads us to realize that they're human and we should forgive them their foibles. How dare she? We want to vilify them. But the problem with this, Matt, is this feels all all of this feels like it wants to be smart and clever. Be like, oh, well, obviously it feels like somehow feels like obviously it's episode 500. And one, this is literally just the Simpsons movie again. This is literally the Simpsons movie. Um, except with less care, with less thought, with less jokes, uh, less... And with no inciting incident, just, hey, we're going to skip that part because you've all seen it before. Yeah, there's a lot of this episode, Matt, where it feels like they're like, hey, you don't need to see it. You, We've done it before. You know you know the drill. We're like, I'm, I just want to, like, I just want to scream. I just want to be like, well, you still have to show us, like, why? Like, oh, they're just like, oh, because they're generally annoying and uh, destructive. And you're like, okay. But it doesn't feel like, to me, Matt, maybe it's just because we've been watching the show for so long, but to me, it doesn't feel like the, the, the like Springfield is kicking out the Simpsons or like calling them out for their behavior. It feels like this is all very meta. It feels like they're using, they literally use screen caps from episodes and in, in some of these examples. And it feels very much like the show itself is trying to be like clever and be like, oh... Yeah, we've never had them actually. In like a lot of this stuff is the la- in the teen years, latter day Simpsons, Al Jean, Mike Scully years, bad Simpsons. Oh, we've really never given Homer any consequences for acting like a complete jerk. Now we're going to, and that's all. I that's all I think about is like this isn't Quimby and the rest of Springfield doing this. This is the show trying to be like, oh, now we're going to give them some consequences, and you're like, well, you wrote. You wrote all these episodes, man. You know that, right? Like, you made the yeah. show. You make the show every year. You guys do this. And I would say that it's, like, oh, it's new people. It's not new people. This is, like, this is, that is the one, I think, instance, Matt, I would accept this. Like, if there wasn't, like, they went, oh, we have a new showrunner this season. We have new creative staff, new writers, everything. The first episode they do is this one, where they have the Simpsons tried for their tr- crimes and exiled, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "This is them kind of wiping their hands of it and showing consequences," but it's not. And this episode is so aimless and and boring that you immediately are like, "Why?" Are, they should. You're like, "I'm just on the townspeople's side." I'm like, "Yeah, they should be exiled. I wouldn't want to live next to the Simpsons. I would hate to live live next to Homer. No, thank you." Mm-hmm. And okay, so that's part one. That and then you and then you brought up the bone, Mel taking his own bone from his arm, and hitting Homer in the head with it. And then we see Ned hit by a uh, like a trap, battering ram, battering ram log, which would uh, murder him. Uh, it would mm-hmm. obliterate his insides. He would be very dead. <laughs> not even a little bit. It's not like oh oh I'm hurt. This entire episode, I cannot understate, Matt. This might be one of the most cartoonish episodes we've seen in quite some time. I, it's hard for me to, like... It's been a while. It, it feels Scully-esque. It, it, like, we just watched the Barrag episode, and this feels more than that. There's just so many instances in this episode where it's just cartoon physics, cartoon logic, a Looney Tunes logic, 
and there's no reason for it. They they are clearly just bits that they thought of and went, oh, we throw that in there. Ned shows up to defend them, and then he gets a battering ram to the stomach. And and in that moment, you're like, wait a minute. Quimby triggers a battering, like a wooden trap battering ram to hit Ned. It falls from the ceiling of City Hall. And do you want my like my question? And we're not going to have to dwell on this. I, I might call out a couple more times where crazy cartoonish things happen. But do you? Is this real? Is this a real world? Is this a real place? Is this supposed to be happening in like a real world? Because I mean, the Simpsons have always straddled that line between is this cartoon world or is this real world? And I feel like we've come down solidly on the side of a real world. Like I want this to be animated, yes, so you can kind of stretch things, but don't break it to pieces like this. It is. This is a word we don't necessarily bring up, Matt, but we talk around this word a lot. But verisimilitude, where it it has to feel real, right? It has to feel like a real place. And it doesn't have to adhere to our rules, right? It doesn't have to adhere to our real-world logic or physics, for that matter. But the place does have to feel real. It has to feel like it was constructed by these people. And they just don't care. They do not care at any point. And so I don't care as a, as a viewer. This oh, yeah, I forgot we're still in my this, act. This, this, is this, this, this is where you say, Matt, well, moving on. Moving on, uh, there's a parade to kick the family out. Uh, there's like floats and everything. Uh, Homer attempts to curse them by saying that, oh, there's going to be a drought, and then it immediately rains. And he's like, oh, no, it's going to be a flood, and then it, it immediately stops. So, haha, Homer has controlled the weather, but only in opposite land. And, yeah, whatever. So... We then see the entire family on the road. Uh, they have nowhere to go. They packed up everything in their station wagon, one of their station wagons. I guess they left the other one behind. Uh, but Bart has to pee, and that leads to <sighs> the Outlands. Hey, Henrietta Hippo, I gotta drain the inchworm. Oh, fine. <laughs> Please put that down. I just got started. Not you, him. You best get back where you belong. Please, sir, we've been thrown out of a place we've always called home. We just want to live out our lives in peace. Rejected by society, huh? Well, why didn't you say so? Welcome to the -the off-the-grid, unincorporated settlement we proudly call the Outlands. (laughs) We found a new home. When God shuts a door, he opens a window. Oh, I wouldn't be opening no windows. Coyotes will take your baby. I mean, given what the Outlands look like, I, I'm sure a coyote might take your baby in that case. But this is where we are now. The, the Simpsons, uh, this is their new home. The Simpsons are going to live in the Outlands. And not the cool Mortal Kombat Outlands with weird aliens, just with creepy people. What I happens? know, Robbie. What I ha- know. What happens next time? Oh, at this point, we go to a, another commercial. So we're we're barreling through these acts. Usually, I feel like in most episodes, the fourth act is extraordinarily short, but not in this case. No. The first two acts, we leave a lot for the fourth act. I mean, I think I said it again. The pacing is the only thing that makes this episode like watchable. And honestly, because every act is five minutes long. And by the time you're like, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's over. Oh, we're going to oh, commercial. <laughs> okay. So we come back from commercial 10 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, we get the fake Simpsons intro with the Outlands, which again... The Outlands. Robbie, got to do it correctly. Uh, excuse me. Th- this is my first question, Matt. Where are we? Where is the Outlands? That's my... Uh, it, it's somewhere on the outskirts of Springfield, I would guess. How far away? Who knows? Far enough that the entire town ends up there. That's... that. There, there's just... When I think of... The best Simpsons, when I think of Springfield, it evokes a certain sense of place. I know what this, I, I know what Springfield is, right? It feels like I've lived part of my life there. Like, I know Springfield. I know what it feels like to walk down the street. And even in episodes where we aren't in Springfield, episodes like, let's say, Cape Fear, for instance, or Itchy and Scratchy Land, traveling episodes you get like a very strong sense of place you know where we are 
I don't know where this is. I have no idea what this is. Is this like no? All, all you know is this is 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 far away from any you know town center or anything. It's just a, a wasteland with a whole bunch of trash everywhere. Is this That's Mad you know Max? Is or is this just the South? Is this supposed to be like Cletus's backyard? Because that's all. Like, because that's where like it feels like they want to do both. Like, oh, it's Mad Max, but also everyone's a redneck. And you're like, okay, I agree. Everyone's with... very rural. They just happen to have redneck accents. I see. This is the thing that where like maybe it's just me where I grew up in the rural South. It wasn't like this. Is not. I don't know what this is. But yeah, it, this, this is this is so far out from any type of civilization, and there are very few places like this that exist in the U.S. anymore. Like maybe somewhere else in the world it does. Maybe somewhere in Russia there are places like this, but like there are towns all over the place, so it, it will be hard to get far enough away that you'd have something like this. And 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 it's so immediately it's again this more cartoonishness. There's no very similitude. There's no you don't know. Like, where are we? What are the rules? Is this just Mad Max? I guess sometimes it is, but other times. They just have what they they like they they want to engage with like this again. It's set dressing. They want to engage with how the aesthetics of this, but immediately when it comes up against like oh how do we find fuel for our ATVs? Oh, from crashed private planes is what Homer says. Um, yeah. So they live in a shack now. I we don't. And how? Where do? What do they eat? We see. We see Marge grab an egg from a snake hole. You know, like are they just eating? Are they foraging for every meal? There's no way they would. They would die, or they would lose so much weight. But again, they don't engage with actual struggle of living off the grid or anything like that. They again just want set dressing for the Simpsons to like have a fun setting where the Simpsons can go when they're not in Springfield. Even though we barely get any more any time away from Springfield in this episode, we get a. This is basically the the family. Almost this is the, our. I think this is our first scene with the family in the Outlands, and they're already like questioning, "Do we want to stay?" Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sick of watching Fox. Let's get some fresh air. I got the ATVs right out back. Should I get my helmet? Helmet. That's Springfield talk. Is there gas in these? Springfield talk. Well, how are we supposed to get fuel? Private plane crashes. Ah, smell that unpolluted air. You know, I'm glad we're in exile. Yep, I never realized how much I hated every single one of my friends and relatives. I don't think this place is so great. I'm trying to make the best of things, but I'm worried Maggie is falling in with a bad crowd. I miss our home. And I want to go back. It's not perfect here, but it is close to nature. And if you have an axe to grind, WikiLeaks is right over there. How you doing, Mr. Assange? That's my personal information, and you have no right to know about it. Hey, but we're neighbors. Would you like to come over for a movie sometime? Is it Iraqi journalists being murdered? Don't be ridiculous. It's an Afghan wedding being bombed. <sighs> well, I've got a really big secret for you. I'm not wearing any underwear. You know, you should really get out less. So there's, there he is. Uh, That's Julian Assange's whole part. He then proceeds to go underground in a bunker whose password is one two three four. Aha, aha. I asked you, Matt, like, why on earth is Julian Assange in this episode? Um, because apparently it doesn't make any really, it doesn't make any sense. The, thematically, it doesn't make any sense that Julian Assange would be in this episode. Um, Julian Assange would be like an in. You would think he'd be in a hacking episode or an espionage episode or an episode about the government or secrets. But mm-hmm. instead, he's in this episode where they are living in the Outlands. And this is the one thing I want to say about this one is The Simpsons at this point of the show is the most boring, safe, dull version of the show it could be. It's mm-hmm. it it never pushes back like we always think of the classic of the Simpsons as being ultimately it's about anti-authoritarianism. It's about always questioning what people tell you. If there, if there's a policeman or a mayor or your dad, anybody in authority tells you something, you should question it. You should wonder about it at least momentarily. Have a thought in your head. Have your own thoughts. Have your own feelings. And the show is long, long since abandoned all that. Um, no, now that the show is about wacky things happening to the Simpsons and the Simpsons doing wacky things back. 
Yeah, but this again, this is like this having him on the show is this very much like this facade of anti-authoritarianism. This facade of like, oh, we're gonna have someone dangerous, someone who's being tried for you know crime. Well, the whole thing the of the Simpsons going to the Outlands is very oh anti-authoritarian. Oh, they're out there where there's no government, no rules for them. Like that's that's not what we mean. <laughs> and they all, and they don't engage in that anyway. Like again, this is all like this is engaging in like this weird off-grid fantasy, but there's like they don't ever really engage with the like the brutal reality of it. They mention the brutal reality of it like oh having no indoor plumbing or you don't have pipes, like you have to go find water and food and like you know, there there's no roads, like there's no gasoline. Like again, what do you mean there's no gasoline? There are gas stations in the United States. All over, like even in parts of the West, there are gas stations every you know fifty miles or so. Like there are gas stations. Like like again, you're just like, where are we? They didn't go that far. They drove what, maybe six hours out of town at most. Okay, so we are already leaving the Outlands. By the way, this is the only scene basically that takes place in the Outlands until the end of the episode. Well, yeah, until well, the end of the episode. Yeah, and the end of the episode, everyone goes to the Outlands. Right. So Homer, Marge, Marge wants to go back into Springfield. Uh, she misses it. They've been gone for not even a full day. Uh, she's like, I don't like this. I'm gonna go back. I'm like, you got exiled, Marge. You don't just get to go back. It's like, and they're just like, who cares? We go back anyway. You're like, okay. I guess the writers don't care either. They're just like, let's just do the laziest version of this. So mm-hmm. Homer and Marge sneak back into town as Burns and Smithers. I do. I here's here's a positive, Matt. I'm gonna highlight a positive. I like their Burns and Smithers disguises, especially yep. Marge. They are pretty good, especially Marge's Smithers. I really like it. Um, so they go around town. No one notices them. Or thinks that they're Omar. I mean, they drop the disguises almost immediately. Uh, they go to the Lard Lad Donut. They go to the Bolarama and break in. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> no one That's, cares. Uh, okay, you're you don't want to get caught, but you immediately you immediately break into a, a business. Um, they go home, have sex in the bed, and all this is played romantically. Matt, mm-hmm. why this isn't a relationship episode? Why are Ma- Marge and Homer like, oh, we're we're drinking together and talking about how much they love each other? And you're like, what does this have to do with being exiled? Nothing, Robbie. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So they go home. They have sex. And then uh, they're in bed. Afterwards, the bullies arrive. Um, and they're because the bullies are apparently squatting in the house or something, even though the bullies have homes. I get I do not understand why yeah. anything is happening in this episode. Uh, the bullies see Homer and Marge, but all of this is again interrupted. You would think, why are the bullies here if this is going to be interrupted? I don't know. They get interrupted by Chief Wiggum, the police, and literally the entire town outside of the house. Not so fast. This case was already cracked by the last person you'd expect. The chief of police. You really thought you could fool me with that Burns and Smithers getup? I mean, I'm not the sharpest pencil in the pencil thing, but I'm at least as smart as a cat, right, Lou? Uh, what breed, Chief? No, I mean, I saw an Abyssinian once who could change channels. Uh, that is pretty smart. All right, you caught us. What are you going to do about it? Throw us out of town again? Crucify them and screw the boulder in tight. Make them write monologue jokes. Cancel their subscription to the opera. We hate opera. Then give them a subscription to the opera. No! I say shoot them. Now, hold on just a minute. Nobody said anything about shooting. I did just now. That's right, you did. Well, all right. Even bother shooting us. We found a new place that we love. A place that may not have indoor plumbing, but it's got something we treasure more. Yeah, non-jerks. <gasps> Maybe he's right. We are jerks. You want I should spray some of my jerk off on you? Hey, it's okay. In our new community, people accept others for who they are. I thought I wanted to come back to my house, but instead, I'm going to go back to my home. We'll to them. Let's go, Smithers. <laughs> Getting a little clingy, aren't we? No, all right. That's all it took? I just had to ask? Everything about this scene makes me want to throw something at the screen. I just... What? Uh... I... 
what what i who, who what's going on yeah the only part about this entire scene that's any good is marge giving her reasons for why she doesn't want to stay in town in in town for a town that does not want her to be there everything else the the cat thing the shooting them the opera subscription crap like what even but matt i still I feel a vacuum Marge's speech makes sense, but it makes no sense in the context of this episode. Oh, in the context of this, and not at all. Not at all. If the rest of the scene had made sense in terms of, hey, you need to get the heck out, Marge says, you know what? I want to be gone because I don't want to stay someplace where I'm not wanted. That makes sense and it's a decent speech. With everything else that's going on in this scene, no, no clue why even bother. It's like someone wrote a speech for Marge and then they filled in crap around it that they thought would be funny. I just don't. Like Marge go, and Marge just tells them, "Oh, don't shoot us." You know, like, well, that doesn't. What are we doing? Where Marge just goes, "Oh, don't shoot him," and the cops go, "Okay." Like, are we? Is there? Are we trying to like? Er, there's no sandpaper in any of this. There's never any conflict. And the moment they start to introduce any conflict, it just gets erased. You know, like they they get kicked out of town. There's no. No problems with it. The Simpsons don't try and stop them. They don't have any. There's. They don't try. Like when they try and get back into town, again, there's no conflict with it. They don't have to do anything special except put on a bad disguise. And they go through town and they have bland discussions about it. And you're like, the town might as well be empty. It, it, it doesn't. There, there's nothing grounding this episode. I would also like to mention, Matt, that Maggie. In the, in this act, we see Maggie engage in like a, a, a Thunderdome situation where she... Yes, two babies enter, one baby's leaves. And all the other ma- babies are also dressed like it's Mad Max. And how am I supposed to engage with this? I don't think you are. I think you're supposed to look at it and go, huh, that's right, it's 500 episodes. Huh, moving on. All right, moving on to our to our final act. Uh, 16 minutes and 40 seconds we go to commercial uh, and, and it gets somehow weirder from here okay so uh, we start out uh, with the family back in the outlands they have left Springfield they're, they're back living their new outlands life uh, when they hear a rustling in the bushes and for some reason somehow it gets weirder from there Lenny Lanford you're a long way from your bar stool I'm, I'm here as a friend looking for a better way of life Hey, Lenny. Welcome aboard. Now, I gotta warn you, if you find a little black thing on your pillow, it won't be a mint. I don't mind. I want a fresh start, and so does Carl. Get her off. Get her off. (laughs) Let her slice off the tip of your ear, and she'll go right to sleep. No. That's not a choice you get to make. This is pretty tasty. Yep. And I like how it's dissolving a hole in the cup. Hey, guys, what can I get you? Forget it. We don't need some big city bartender charging us an arm and a leg for something we can do ourselves. Sure, sure, I understand. But if you change your minds, I'll be here in this cave. Hmm. I got a funny feeling our paradise is about to get ruined by unwanted guests. I probably shouldn't have given this place five stars on Yelp. Well, I rented that plane. Ha ha. Ha ha. Five stars on Yelp. Homer rented a plane that says, come to the Outlands. This is somehow the most inexplicable thing that happens in this episode. Full of inexplicable things. The rest of Springfield just starts showing up and building houses in the Outlands. Why, Robbie? Why? I don't know, Matt. I honestly don't know. Like, it, <laughs> I don't, I can't tell you. I don't know why they choose to do anything in this episode. They just, I, 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 I. It it is all just it again feels like it's just strung together like they just needed yeah. like, needed to do like something if, next. If they were going to use this episode to completely change Springfield, that's one thing. But in the next episode, it's been a while, but I'm gonna guarantee you they're back in a regular Springfield. Like, oh, the church is different now. The house is different. They live in a different house. Okay, this is a weird way of doing that, but sure, they've already moved the the uh, you know the town you know a few miles down the road. Why not you know into the outlands? Sure, it doesn't really matter where Springfield is, but like we just go back to normal. Why? Why is everyone else moving out here? Why? Uh, anyway, 
they're back on the grid. Uh, there's a scene where they put up some power poles. Lisa jumps, climbs to the top of the power pole, plugs in her laptop in the very convenient outlet. And I guess her laptop takes, you know, uh, you know, 40,000 volts instead of the usual 120. And somehow there's Internet up there as well. And so now she's back on the Internet talking to some blogger I've never heard of. And we go back to Springfield. And the only person that's still in Springfield is Skinner. He's such a loser. He was left behind. Credits roll. Oh, wait, don't worry. Don't worry. The credits only roll for a little bit. Uh, Bart shows up in a weird Mad Max style airplane uh, and drops a rope ladder to Skinner and then proceeds to drag him into buildings on the way out of town to the Outlands. And then we're back to the credits. And that's the end of the episode. That's how the episode ends. We, uh, there's one more thing. Oh, oh, Robbie, are you talking about the title card that says, hey, uh, before you go on the Internet and slag this episode, go out and touch grass. Is that what you're talking about? I'll have Jesus. it. I'll I'll have it be known that I touched grass today, Matt. Okay, I walked my dog. This, this first thing I did this morning was go outside and walk. I touch grass every friggin' day. I, uh, it it's fine, Matt. Um, again, it is them going like, please don't be mean to our terrible episode, uh, episode five hundred of, of the show. They this is what we get. Um, you don't know why do they abandon Springfield? You don't. It again, there is no reason for it in this episode. You would. It, like it has like this feeling of like they want it to mean something, but in other, like in Trash of the Titans, the town is overwhelmed by garbage, and so they move the entire town five miles down the road, or ten miles down the road, whatever the, whatever the line is. Um, that is at least saying something about like oh this is America. When we make a big mess, do we actually try and clean it up? No, we just move everything down the road we have a lot of space so we just use it and just make every like we we have too much trash oh now that's a landfill let's just keep moving let's not look back not let's start try and fix things we we destroyed it trash the titans isn't a perfect episode by any means but it is at least saying something with that ending there is never a coherent thought in this episode there's nothing not even a little bit nothing in this is saying anything it's just things happening the citizens get kicked out and they go to the outlands and then they don't want to be in the outlands more than one scene and they go back to springfield and then marge realizes i don't know how she missed this the first time around but i'm guessing this is supposed to be like a heartfelt moment of like marge actually realizing like oh no i do love this place but if everyone here hates us i don't want to be here you're like, well, it doesn't really deliver the message right because it is so incoherent and because there's so much – I can't imagine – I can't say this enough, Matt – so much cartoonishness. I want to say Maggie like, basically like apprehends both Lenny and Carl with like a knife mm-hmm. to their throat. She beats them up. She's a baby. Yep. Okay. Um, that's this episode. It's it's nonsense. Uh, if you think our discussion of our little, our little recap missed things, we did. Does it matter? No. Uh, you watch this episode, you're going to lose brain cells. So don't do it. Uh, we'll rank this yeah, episode. Please don't. Please don't. We'll rank this episode at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Of course. Of course, man. Like, it's not. Of course. I mean, it, the problem is, man, I don't want to fix this. Why? Like, why? Let's go watch, go watch the Simpsons movie. this episode in the Outland. <laughs> why, like, why just go watch better episode that does the similar premise? If you want to use, like, this is the episode you think would be like a demarcation point where, oh, we have changed the show. We are leaving Springfield behind. We're, we're going to make things different now. But they don't. It's just another episode. It's just another lump of crap. Um, I don't want to fix it. I don't need to fix it. There's nothing. To, there's nothing there. There's no theme in this. There's nothing to hold my like. They already made the Simpsons movie, and then literally they did other. They've done multiple episodes now, man. That are just ripping off the movie. They do an episode where there's a a a a a, a, a glass sphere over the city. They've done this episode where the Simpsons are exiled. And you're like, they've already done this. Come up with new ideas. What's wrong with you? Oh, boy. Um, yep. So we're not wasting our time. We are not. I'm trying not to yell, man. I'm really struggling today. I know. I know. I'm really struggling. Uh, we can move on. Our next segment is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. 
constant news group as well. Ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash the Simpson show what they think of an episode. Uh, first from Tim. Hey, reaching 500 episodes is a great achievement and should be celebrated. However, I feel that th- that is best handled separately. If there was ever a cause for a clip show, this would have been it. Have a loose plot that forces the family in Springfield to reflect on their adventures, ultimately realizing all are better off together. Oh, that's kind of what happened, right? And who was in the news today? Julian Assange? Who's that? We don't know, but we have to make our viewers realize this is 2012, as we can't trust them to read the copyright or to use the internet. You know, so let's get him while we can. Outlands was a nice song. Too bad it's associated with a bunch of nonsense. Let's make this number 437, because it doesn't deserve a round number. Not canon. Fix it by relegating it to clip show status. That's not a bad idea, honestly. Just make it a clip show. That is not a bad idea, honestly. This should be just a clip show. A question. Was the prior episode the first instance of content coming after the first end credits? Hard to say. I don't love that feature. It is not the first. Um, they've done. They've been using this trick for a while now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I don't like it anytime it happens. You're not. I don't like. I don't want to have to keep. If the credits roll Simpsons, it means your show's over. I'm not going to. I've missed. Matt can vouch for this. Multiple times, I have just turned off the show when the, the end credits start rolling for new episode reviews. And Matt's like, oh, there more stuff happened. I'm like, what do you mean more stuff happened? <laughs> right? Why am I? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, next, from Dara, per advice of the show, I went outside and took a deep breath. That sucked. Most Cavern and Ned getting hit by a battering ram made me laugh. That's it. 22 minutes of couch gags would have made more sense. I vaguely remember watching this episode when it came out. 500 episodes. Sure, I hadn't watched a ton of new episodes, but that was due to life getting in the way. Surely, this episode would be fine. E-God. This is not only dull, it was bad. I can't believe I'm doing this, but given the fact that this should have been an episode they worked on a lot harder concerning this occasion, this is going to the bottom. 14th best episode of season 23. You might be harder on it than we are, Dar. That's saying something. Yeah. From Derek, I've been out for a five-mile run, went to the gym, went for a walk. Everyone's getting their exercise, Matt, because the show told them to. Or because they need to work off the energy of the but hate. I'm an, I'm I'm absolutely going to be lifting weights today. Like I'm literally planted into my day. I'm like I'm going to need to burn off some some of my rage. Yeah. Um, did a session of skipping. Think I'm well fresh aired to tear this crap asunder. For some reason, this says it's a 500 episode. It sounds very dubious. I'm sure if I were to count, around 150 would be the total number of episodes to come out of whatever the hell this show is. Imagine trying to pass yourself off as the same program as cultural phenomenon, The Simpsons. How embarrassing! This is more nonsense than I cannot begin to. Par- that I cannot begin to parse. I don't know what the point is. I couldn't derive any semblance of humor or meaning to anything that happened. It was amusing. Why does the whole town want this family out? Ah, it's more of this post-classic boring unrealism where everyone knows everyone, regardless of social status or just having a reason to have encountered one another on any meaningful level. So, of course, TV personality Sideshow Mel has a seething hatred for this pretty benign middle-class family. Contrivances for things to happen because they want them to happen are so lazy. I don't care how pointless it is. Would Marge ever not be a stickler for following a drill, fire, nuclear, or otherwise? No, she wouldn't be. But instead of changing her character, have her go along with the others wanting to leave the bunker, she just doesn't say anything like the lifeless prop she is. It's the only way to get them to discover the town wants to banish them. What's left is just time killing and retreads. Let's redo the opening to kill a few minutes. It's been done before and you're going to sit through it again. Remember how funny it was when the FBI sent the Thompsons to Terra Lake? Because how absurd they'd be sent to such an ominous locale for their safety? Well, how about we call our Outlands area something get into that? I'm thinking, the Outlands. Boom, let's go for lunch. We've offered no explanation as why the townsfolk want to move there at the end. Anything so that we can badly copy and paste the trash the Titans ending. 500 episodes and counting. How utterly depressing. <laughs> yep, you are 100% correct. I need to take how a utterly deep, depressing. I need to take a deep breath after that one. Oh boy, my heart's beating hard. From Towson. How to fix this episode, make it a clip show, dictating all the reasons the town hates The Simpsons, something that hasn't been done since season 13, especially since the episode itself just reuses a bunch of different plots, even takes from the movie. At best, the theme throughout the episode seems to be the writers not enjoying their own jokes as the characters kept rolling their eyes at everyone they made. At worst, it's just another take that to the audience. Making an episode where the entire world is tired of The Simpsons is a pretty subtle metaphor. Within the episode itself, however, there doesn't seem to be any logical reason for anyone's actions. I don't understand why the family went to this vagabond town or why everyone else moves to the Outlands in the end. Marge and Homer seem to do everything they could to stay away from it. No one seemed to actually miss the Simpsons. We didn't even see how they were affected by them being gone. Was this just the joke of Bart calling out comic book guy for not liking Poochie stretched to an entire episode? Yes. Honestly. Yes. I mean, it might as well be. It's any of those, like... It's... Like, they took the worst lessons from the, like the postmodern era of season seven and eight and made entire episodes out of them. Yeah. It's I, Oh boy. Uh, from, and finally from JJ, 
really like the couch gag montage, but it was downhill after that as expected. I've never been a fan of the town versus the family stories like Miracle on Evergreen Terrace in the movie. At least in those, in those, their anger was more justified. So every other character hates the Simpsons and ever apparently always has, despite everyone in Springfield being deeply flawed themselves, so they're just hypocrites. It's just unpleasant when the Simpsons are portrayed as social pariahs or are treated like dirt. But we don't get scenes of the townsfolk feeling guilty or regretting banishing them. Instead, they randomly follow the family to the Outlands in a Russian ending with little to no motivation. Why? Did they miss them? Did they envy the new family's new did they envy the family's new life? And where was the apology? Are they just cool with the Simpsons again? And and what, the town just moved a few miles down the road? Again? Stupid episode filled with unlikable characters. And the less said about Wiggum spraying his jerk off on Quimby, the better. We didn't even mention that. My God. Oh, like, yeah, just true. the most unsubtle, like, double entendre ever. Uh, no, there's no reason anything happens. Things just, things just happen. Um, there's You could pick it a million different things and go, like, you pull at it too hard. You, you just touch it. This episode just kind of falls apart. It's just, it's like a house of cards. Um, that's it. Thanks, all y'all, for watching this episode. You have... Uh, willingly joined us on this terrible trip and we appreciate you for it deeply. If you want to join our cavalcade of calamity, our parade of pain, watch episodes with along with us and watch and review them, just join our Patreon, patreon.com slash show supporter at any level can leave reviews. I'll read them on the air. Our next segment, Matt, is time once again for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Wheel Um listen to question of the week this week is I I I'm we didn't get a lot of responses. Maybe I'm Matt I may be leaning too hard into my own interests and presuming <laughs> that everyone knows That's true. Maybe maybe everyone else doesn't watch as many Myth Mythbusters episodes as we do. They're not exactly my age and grew up like hit college years right when Mythbusters was watch, running and you watch every episode because your life was empty and sad and you loved those two idiots and then all five idiots as they did, you know, tested dumb miss. We got some answers though. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Dara. Can you sneeze without closing your eyes? I have this ability without having to hold my eyes open. So seeing them bust the myth that it's impossible was sweet vindication for all the times I heard that growing up <laughs> from Tim. Can you beat a radar detector? This was particularly compelling for me, given the number of low information people I have run across for which this seems to be their life's primary goal. Happy to report the answer is generally no. Uh, Zach, as a trombone player, I am disappointed that according to Mythbusters, I am more likely to blow myself up than turn my instrument into a weapon of mass destruction. So sorry to hear that, Zach. Uh, from Iron Sheik 84, my favorite was the phone book, fi uh, phone book friction, where interlaced phone books have so much friction you can't pull them apart. As a quick follow-up, did you enjoy Burt Reynolds versus Mark Summers? They, they included a clip of the talk show segment. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Uh, from Real Insanity, my favorite was the ancient death ray myth, where mirrors were positioned in a way that creates a solar-powered beam of light that can supposedly burn down vessels. The myth ended up being busted and that the device would have to be incredibly large for the ray to reach high enough temperatures. An AP physics class at my high school tried this, and I believe they were able to burn a magazine. Uh, I, lots of people tried this, and yes, you can burn things, but a ship would be tough. Robbie, what is your question? My answer, you mean that? Yeah, what did I say? Question. <laughs> question yeah what's your question my Robbie? question is how, will the simpsons ever be good again um my oh. answer my answer is uh it's kind of boring and it's kind of the similar i i would pick two but they're kind of very similar to me um not that not to say that i don't like all the like explosive insane things like all the movie myths like the one where they 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 froze ahead to see if it would explode in contact like in jason x like that's stupid and I really like it. But my the ones I actually like internalized and like thought about in my day to day life are like using your cell phone at the gas station when you're pumping gas. Is that Yes, dangerous? that was really good. I really like that because that is and that's the things that like it's not very sexy myth, but it is one where you're like you it is something they settle something that is a very stupid warning that is in completely un impractical and doesn't affect anything at all. Like you have gas stations, like don't like maybe, I don't know. Do they still have those little stickers out, Matt? I don't never, I don't really pay attention anymore. I haven't seen one in a long time, but when I remember when cell phones first became widespread and smartphones first became widespread, you go and pump gas, there's stickers everywhere. Don't use your phone while you're pumping gas. And you're like, why on earth would my phone 
like gasoline on fire or like gas fume. It's not a cigarette, guys. Like it doesn't. It's mm-hmm. not actively sparking. You're a. You're like this is the most like sensationalist fear mongering sticker. It's like I don't want to get sued, and you're like my cell phone's not gonna light gas on fire. And I'm very thankful the MythBusters you did that myth and showed like no, like there's literally no way for a cell phone to light gasoline on fire. You can drop a cell phone into gasoline and it doesn't do anything. Um, and related is the cell phone using your cell phone in an airplane uh, myth, which is not necessarily there. I think they came up with like inconclusive on that. Well, yeah, because it's like in a very specific circumstance, there could be a problem, but only if the things in the airplane were not uh, produced to the actual manufacturer specification, which we learned is the case for a lot of stuff. Turns out that airplane <laughs> manufacturers, the people who manufacture to go to airplanes, they're not real great at following instructions. Weird. So that is also interesting to me. And that's another reason you're like, well, does it really matter if my cell phone's on do not disturb while we go off and stuff like that? And you're like, well, maybe in like a freak accident, it could do something. But we are operating, you're operating at very high percentiles of danger when you're riding on an airplane. So you go, okay, maybe it's just, who cares? Turn off my phone for a little bit. Um, It's not a big deal. Uh, What is your answer, Matt? Uh, so there were a couple of these. The one that really sticks out to me uh, was the one where they tested, uh, can you be struck by lightning while taking a shower in a thunderstorm? And it turns out the answer was, yeah, kind of. It's unlikely, but it can happen. So, you know, maybe hold off on your shower if there's a thunderstorm going on outside. And uh, the other one was also the ancient death ray. I really enjoyed that one because they had to build a lot for that to happen. And it was a really interesting episode. Um. I take showers and thunderstorms, man. I don't care. I live dangerously. <laughs> it's Florida. It'd be hard not to. That's the other thing. Like, I don't think people understand in Florida, it, during, especially like during the summer, like, you, you take, need to take a shower sometimes. And if it's just thundering for an entire day, you're just kind of like, oh, I want to take a shower. I don't, I'm not too worried. I'll be fine. Um, Mythbusters is a great show. And I still watch uh, Tested all the time, Adam's YouTube channel. Um, that's not the same, but it's similar. And you still get to see his madness. Um, and he's a very thoughtful person. I like that as well. Thoughtful maker. A great proponent of makers and maker spaces, which is also really good. Next week's question. We're back going ba- down and back to basics. Back to the Simpsons. Hopefully get some more responses. Next week's question. What is your favorite Kent Brockman quote? Kent Brockman starts this episode. Thought we'd go back to Kent Brockman well. I know we've done Kent Brockman's questions before. I don't care. What's your favorite Kent Brockman quote? I just want to laugh at some fun quotes again during the listener question. So I'll post that on our subreddit. Uh, that's what are the Simpsons show. You can email us at simpsonsshowpod at gmail.com or I post it, uh, a, a, a post on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Simpsons show that is public. And I believe Patreon has made that in, I'm pretty sure I've made it so that you can be a non-paying member of our and follow our podcast on Patreon without having to support us, any, and you see those posts. So if that and like, frankly, so also most of the big social media places are either trash fires or uh, think we're trying to impersonate the show. So that's where we're at. So be it. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R R T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a one more. I just stand it quiet. Hopefully the, the, the world won't uh, come back if, on you. If I whisper in that, if I'm quiet, then uh-huh. I, will remain, okay. I will remain hidden. No one will notice that I'm currently in the lead. Certainly uh-huh. you won't notice that I'm in the lead. Oh, I won't, will I? Okay. Yeah. All right, Matt, you ready for an easy question? Ready. In Trash of the Titans, Homer gets what government position? Uh, oh, what is it called? Oh, um, sanitation commissioner. That is correct. I wanted to get the exact correct name. You are correct. He's in charge of the trash. He's in charge of trash. All right. Your easy question. In Pokemon, where does Jack Crowley get to paint a mural? Uh, Springfield Elementary. You are correct. Your meme question, Matt. In what song plays in Loveland, a.k.a. The Simpsons Front Yard? what song plays yes the, there's love day right uh-huh and they have like love land outside which is a bunch of animatronics and decorations and stuff and there's a song playing what's the song i mean i believe it's a uh a modification of it's a small world isn't it is that your answer yes you are incorrect oh it is love 
Love will keep us together. Oh, yeah, I can hear it now. Okay, okay, I remember now. All right, your medium question. What is the name of Homer's back-treating invention that uh, gets destroyed by the the, uh, chiropractors? Oh, it is a trash can, a beaten-up trash can that you roll around on. Trash can, beaten up, rolls around on it. I'm trying to like think of back puns. Like it'd be like a spinal something, a back thing. Um, I know Homer has like a catchy name for it. I just can't that think of it. Catchy name is what I'm, I'm yeah, asking. I know, Matt. I'm aware. Okay. All right, Mr. Internet. I'm thinking. Um, the spinalizer. Is that your final answer? That's all I got, Matt. Uh, sorry. Is the Dr. Homer's miracle spino cylinder? Spino cylinder. Okay. Dr. Homer. Is that okay? Dr. Homer, indeed. In the big musical number, uh, uh, the Garbage Man Can musical number. Yeah. Who appears in trash cans? There's, I need four different people. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, obviously, Oscar the Grouch. Obviously. Um, I'm going to say Bono. Um, no, wait, that happens later in the episode. Never mind. Never not Not Bono. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's all sorts of music. I'm going to go with Big Bird, Elmo, Oscar the Grouch, and The Count. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oscar Aww. is the only Sesame, the only Muppet that appears, the only Sesame Street character that appears. The others are Apu, Flanders, and Sideshow Mel. Wow. Okay. I don't, I don't, don't ask like me. I don't remember this episode. I don't. All right. Your hard question. As you probably don't remember, the beginning of Pokemon begins with the family going to an apron festival or show or something. What does Homer's apron that he brings home say? Uh... Homer's apron says wide load. I'm sorry. It says girl power, which Homer thinks is gr- uh, grill power. G-R-R-R-L power. Uh, yep. Okay, cool. Well, Matt, we get both get one point. That's three episodes in a row where we've both gotten one point. Uh, yeah. I have maintained my hold on first place. Barely. Very tenuous, but I'm still there. Um, I just need to hold on. Prevent defense. Mm-hmm. Love, love will keep us together. No? I mean, you could sing all you want. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I will. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that brings me joy anymore. Uh, we can move on to our last segment. Segment we never single episode with this time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the partial where I rank the episodes categorically. So watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This episode's real bad, Robbie. Oh, you're telling me, man. You're telling me. Um, okay, let's start with, is it better or worse than last week's episode? Daughter Also Rises. Oh, God. That's Which is 432. Um, pretty low on our list. Pretty low. Pretty low. Right beneath that is Mona Leaves uh, which is a travesty on the memory of Mona Simpson. Um I think I'd rather watch Daughter Also Rises, honestly. I mean, this is that was bad, but this is just Are you untenable. sure? I, see, the thing is, man, like, I, these are might as well be the same. And, like, that's the thing where, like, all these episodes, like, they're so indistinct mm-hmm. that they might as well not, like, they, they might as well be the same episode. Like, Daughter Also Rises, theoretically, you're like, oh, it's the one where Lisa courts, like, this Hemingway type that's voiced by Michael Sarah. And, yeah, I remember Yeah, that, but at least... That had a plot, is my thing I'm going with. Like, it, Did I, it? Barely, but yes. Yes, it had something going on. This episode had nothing. Simpsons get kicked out. There's a weird Mad Max thing. The rest of the town shows up. Over. See, I I feel like that the, the last week's episode is not that different from this. It just feels... It's just shaped... It's a different type of amorphous blob. Like, it's not the same shape amorphous blob, but it is still another amorphous blob. It's just a big, weird, uh, like, non-congruent, like, shape that they just threw on the episode pile. Uh, Like, certainly, yeah. What's the plot in that? Like, Lisa starts dating a boy, but she doesn't. And also, Marge is jealous, but she isn't. And then Marge and Lisa make up at the end. I, I, I wouldn't. Can I not watch either of these episodes? I mean, you don't have to, thankfully, but we have to pick which one is better than the other. Okay, okay. I, I, wherever this is going, Matt, it's not going much lower than that. Like, I don't think that, like, this no, is... No, God, no, not that much lower. I mean... I I, I feel like, honestly, I, I this is 
See, man, I hate the idea that I have to say that this episode is better than anything. I know. I don't I know, want to say I mean. it. It's better than getting oh. punched in the face. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, all these other episodes are very, very bad. It's hard to argue with that. Um, like, is this better or worse than Mona Leavesa? I think it's better than Mona Leavesa. Probably worse than Daughter Also Rises. So you just put it right below Daughter Rise, Daughter Also Rises, right below it. Yeah, because Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore is is below that. It's definitely not worse than that. Uh, and I think Mona Leaves is just a hair worse, just because of the travesty it is on the Simpson timeline. I'm starting to like doubt everything about my reality, Matt. That's what the Simpsons are doing to me. Where I like, I don't even know what Indeed. good is. Like, I don't know what good is anymore. Like when I'm like, oh well. You know what? Bonfire of the Manatees is terrible, but you know what? It has manatees in it. And I go, oh, that's fun. And I'm like, no, it's not fun at all. I hated that episode. I screamed about it. <laughs> Why am I thinking like this? It's because of this with the Simpsons studio. I'm fine with that, it Matt. Is. I don't know. You are you're you seem to have an opinion about this. I'm. It's difficult for me to think this is anything better than like being executed. So at long last leave, which I ter- – like, why would you give – why this title? At long – last leave like it's it it you're not clever i can i tell them that can i tell them that they're not clever you could try i don't think they're gonna listen to you i know i know all right i long last leave a new number 434 on our list right below mona leaves are oh wait oops i moved i did it i did the wrong thing matt yeah <laughs> it is a right above mona's leave it's number 433 on our list at long last leave. I apologize. Um, right below the daughter also rises, right above Mona Leavesa. We're not done though yet. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer, and that question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Yay! Yeah, we don't. You don't. You don't need this. Dear God, no. Goodbye. Wave goodbye. As it flies off into the sun. Out of a cannon into the sun. That is, uh, no, it's not part of the cannon. You don't need, no one needs to watch that episode. No one needs to discuss it. Discuss it. There's nothing in it to discuss, frankly. Uh, we are working our way down from the top of the list. Working, asking the same question about every episode on the list. We are at number 174, Matthew. That is Old Money, season two episode. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's, yeah, it stays. It's a good, solid, like, heartfelt it's a little, a little dry, I would argue. It's a little dry, up, a little bit of a dry episode, uh, a little bland, a little bit sitcom-y, um, but it has fun in it, and, it, and it's before Abe just became uh, a ramble machine, which is a thing, like, I don't know, it's, it's not like he's the only character this has happened to, because it feels like that's all the Simpsons did in the latter years, where they've just basically, every character is just, they've been pushed down to one thing. Like Ralph is Ralph is the victim of this. Ned is a victim of this. Abe is a victim of this. Where Abe just becomes a he just rambles, like he just does a joke where he rambles because that was funny once. So we're gonna do that again, where Abe just rambles about something. He's not a person with feelings. And in Old Money, you watch it, you're like, oh right, Abe like is a human. He's like a character. He has feelings and wants and needs. He's not just the some rambly joke. And Beatrice, who doesn't like mm-hmm. Beatrice? My my grandmother's name was Beatrice. So it brings back warm fuzzies that way, too. So it stays. Of course it does. Our next episode, Matt. Exit through the Quickie Mart. Interesting. I don't recall that one. Uh, This is the graffiti episode. Huh. It is is a shepherd. A lot full of exit through the gift shop references. Shepherd Fairy references. Shepherd Fairy appears in this episode. Um, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but... I don't know. I like Shepard Fairy. It's fun. Mm-hmm. These artists, graffiti artists, street artists, whatever you want to call them. Um, but I'm also very, I have very low expectations on the fact that the Simpsons can handle an eloquent discussion about graffiti slash street art. Maybe it'll be fine, right? Maybe. 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 The show written by 50. Maybe the Simpsons will have something to say about street art. You mean, or you, you, you think the show written by 50 plus year old, year, year old men will say something eloquent about people who use spray paint on 
balls and stuff? Let's go with yes. Okay. A little surprise us. That's very helpful. Well, the next episode after that, man, is called How I Wet Your Mother. So I hope that's going to be... that's. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. In this episode, a traumatic incident causes Homer to repeatedly wet the bed. Oh, God. Well, that's in two weeks. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love my life. Um... You can find our stuff at our website, thesimpsonshow.com. has links to everything. You can find me online at robbydorman.com. That's Dorman with one O. Uh, I've written a lot of books. You should go buy them. They're on Amazon or wherever you buy books or on my website or on any of my social media, which is also Robbie Dorman. That's why. Everything's my name. You search my name. I'm the most famous Robbie Dorman that exists. Not even a contest. All you other Robbie Dormans. Are just that. imitating? All, just, all you other Robbie Dormans are just imitating. Well, the real Robbie Dorman, please take a nap um <laughs> yes yes um i have a new book coming out very soon uh pre-orders will be probably up next week next episode i'll start i'm gonna start yelling at you to buy it or pre-order it um sorry i'm gonna do it uh it's how it's called this book is cursed got a cover back i'm excited about it um but keep an eye out on my socials and you get to you get to see the cover you get to pre-order it i'd appreciate it if you did that Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is true. I spend all of my time taking care of adorable tiny kittens. But unfortunately for me, my last kitten just got adopted. So I'm kittenless. Uh, if you want to relive the adorable cuteness, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram and see literally over 100 adorable kittens. Lots of pictures of all of them and how cute they are. They are very cute. Mm-hmm. We'll call it with that one. With that one? With this one? With that one. With that. <laughs> I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this.